This episode of Video Marketing Madness is made possible by freevideoeditor.co. Are you looking to start editing videos, but you're not sure where to begin and you don't want to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on an expensive editor? Then check out freevideoeditor.co and you'll be able to pick up in a video editor that competes with the high-end the high-end software, but without the high-end price. So check it out right now if you want to start doing things like green screening and three-point editing and 4K video and titling and all that other fun stuff. Head on over to freevideoeditor.co. And on today's show, we're going to talk about lighting for video. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.show podcast network. Our Facebook page is Video Marketing Madness. Our Twitter is Video MKT Madness. Tons of great tips to help you succeed. And now, if you're watching The Hangout, he's, he's like imitating me. <laughs> well, we got to have some fun here for those in The Hangout and give them a reason to join The Hangout. I was... Uh, I was mocking Steve's words, kind of lip syncing to what he was saying there. And, uh, you know, I guess after after two years, I can do that pretty easily. So Yeah, we got to do something to keep it lively after. That's it's, right. it's actually, it's been three years. Holy moly. It seems yeah. like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're, you know, we have a lot of fun here. And, and today we're going to talk about something that's actually, you know, last week we talked about microphones and, and we talked about how microphones are probably more important to a video than almost anything else. And the bottom line is when you're creating a video, people will forgive bad video, but not bad audio. If the audio is not understandable, they're going to go away. If yeah. the audio is good, but the video is not so great, they're going to still stick around because they can hear what you're saying. However, we always want to have our videos, pardon the pun, in the best light possible. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is lighting for your videos because, you know, I, I mean, if you think about it, the photography, which video is just photography, it's moving photography, but photography literally means light. It has to do with light. And the most important part of your video portion is is proper lighting, being able to see things. And there's a, a lot of great ways to go about getting good lighting. And the reason we want to worry about this a little more than, you know, some of the other things that we deal with is that with the cameras that we use these days, things like iPhones and, you know, back in the old days, the flip cameras, maybe you bought a camera down at Best Buy. They require more light than a professional high-end camera for the most part. And when you're talking about, and I've got my phone here for those in the Hangout, when you're talking about a lens, that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's half the size of a dime. Um, you can't take in that much light. And that means that your scene has to have more light to get into that lens in order to get a great picture. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Even in the old days, now, I, as we've talked about before, um, I used to do a lot of wedding videos. 
I used to go out and, and videotape weddings when I was when I was younger. And the biggest problem that we had was that most cameras were terrible in low lighting. And yet when you got to a wedding reception, it was always low lighting. It was always dimmed with, you know, crazy things going on and, and whatnot. Well, this is exacerbated even further these days because of two things. One, you're using something like an iPhone with a tiny lens. And two, you're cramming way more information into that chip that's picking up the image because you're, you're talking about high definition video. You know, that's four times or, or more than that the amount of information that still has to be crammed into that chip that's in that camera, which means you need even more lighting. So believe it or not, even an expensive HD camera these days might be worse at low light than a standard definition camera was a few years ago because you're trying to get so much more information into that camera. So we want to make sure that we have the proper lighting at all times when we're shooting a video. Now the good thing about cameras these days, including things like your iPhone, is that they take a very good picture, which means that you want to have good lighting, but as long as you've got decent lighting, you're going to get a decent picture. And that means, and let's go back a little bit in history here. Um, when we used to shoot with the old cameras, you know, we, we shot with some old Panasonic, the, uh, I believe they were called the 450s, and, and that was a giant super VHS cassette tape camera. I mean, these things were huge, and they weren't considered to be high-end cameras. They were pretty basic cameras, but they were nice. They had a lot of features. Well, if you shot with one of those cameras in fluorescent lighting in an office, you would get some pretty gnarly video. I mean, it would be, you'd, you'd start to see some weird color banding and things like that. A lot of the cameras these days seem to do much better with that. Um, I think part of it has to do with the um, the shutter speeds and, and, you know, obviously shutter speed always has affected that a little bit. But the more controllable shutter speeds, the fact that you're mostly shooting in progressive these days versus interlaced, a lot of those things, better chips, all of those types of things are making it much better when you're shooting in things like fluorescent lights. And what that means is that in many situations – you can go to an office building and shoot a video there, and all those overhead fluorescent lights will provide enough light to give you a decent picture. Now, I say decent because we're not talking about a, a high-quality image because you're talking about a very white, washed light that's, that's very even. There's no shadowing. You know, it's a very, it's a very standard look. But it works well for things like, uh, you know, business videos. Where, you, where flat lighting is perfect. You don't need dramatic lighting to talk about your latest widget. It's just not necessary. So in a lot of cases, shooting indoors in a place with fluorescent lights can be a big help. Now, obviously, if you've got a little bit of money, you want to add some artistic value to it, you want to purchase some lights because lights are going to make a big difference to the image at all times. Now, fortunately, these days, lights, we, we've got a lot of variety of lights. And they've actually come down in prices. I remember purchasing um, a lighting kit that essentially all it used was big light bulbs. It wasn't even uh, it wasn't any sort of fancy thing. It looked like a giant screw-in light bulb, like you would put into your your, your regular light fixture. And in fact, you can screw a regular light bulb into into these lights, or vice versa. The giant light bulb you could put in your you know your ceiling if you needed to. Um, but they were basically just large versions of a regular light bulb. 
And these were pretty good, but it was back then, even that was expensive. You were spending about $500 for a kit that included a couple of lights, a couple of light bulbs, and a couple of um, umbrellas and things like that. And, you know, it's a big setup. You've got stands and you've got lights and you've got umbrellas and, and all that fun stuff. But it worked fairly well. Now, fortunately, these days, we've got a lot more options in lighting. They've come down in price. And you can actually do better lighting without having to have all of those umbrellas and things like that, you know, carrying around with you. And the reason for that is because of two things. One is photo photo-ready fluorescent light bulbs. And what I mean by that is they're not the same light bulbs that you put in your ceiling, but they are fluorescent bulbs, but they're much better color balanced for your videos. And you'll see a lot of those. There's a company called KinoFlow, K-I-N-O-F-L-O-W. Now, their stuff is a little bit expensive. It's well-known. It's quality product. But, um, you know, they use these photo flow lights, and they're very good. They provide a very nice, even lighting. It's very soft. You don't have to worry about harsh shadows and things like that. It's just a very nice light. Uh, those And those lights tend to be kind of middle-of-the-road pricing. You can get some of them for lower prices, you know, maybe down in the $100 range and moving up to four or $500. Now, those lights are great. They, they're low power. But there's one thing that's come out recently that I think takes things to a whole new level, and that's LED lighting. LED lighting is fantastic. And the reason I say that is because, one, it provides a very even light, and you can actually dim the LEDs without changing the color. Now, the problem with flow lights is you can't really dim flow lights because they just stop working. Uh, with incandescent bulbs, like the ones we talked about earlier, you can dim those. However, when you do, they start to make everything look more and more orange. And so you can't dim those without causing some problems. With LED lights, you can dim them. You can brighten them. You can use multiples of them. They're very soft lights. They, they use almost no power. And the cool thing is, literally, they don't get hot. So you can literally shoot your videos, pick your lights up, and you don't have to worry about them cooling down for 10 minutes before you can put them away. So they're a very good style of lighting. Now, the problem with LED lights is they used to be extremely expensive. Uh, we're talking about one, you know, uh, there, there was a company that first started coming out with these called light panels, L-I-T-E panels. And the lights they came out with were about $700 a piece. Wow. Yeah, they were very, very expensive. Very good lights, but very expensive. Well, nowadays... There are a lot of these LED-style lights, and you can get them for pretty good prices. Uh, again, like we talked about last time, B&H Photo Video, great place to look for lighting. They've got everything you could possibly imagine. They even break it out into fluorescence, incandescence, and LED lights, so you can check those out. Um, LED lights are still kind of expensive. You can get uh, a decent smaller light for you know, $150 to $200 each nowadays. So you can do some pretty good stuff with those. They're not overly expensive, but they're not cheap yet either. They're still fairly high priced, uh, probably more so than any of the others, unless you go with KinoFlow, which their name said seems to uh, add a, a few extra hundred dollars to your lighting kits. But there's a lot of great lights at good prices. 
Now, uh, when we get beyond some of the purchased lights, because what you want to do, if you're looking to get a really nice light kit, head on over to a place like B&H or Beach Camera or you know any, any local photography type studio. Check out the lights they have available because you're going to see a wide variety. You can get lighting kits. Oftentimes, these kits will include three lights with three stands come in a big box that you can carry around and all of that for you know anywhere between 300 to a thousand dollars depending upon the lights that you decide to go for but you can get a pretty good deal on those however we want to talk also about some ninja tactics that you can use to get great lighting without having to spend a fortune and building out one of these kits and so what we're going to talk about is some of those ninja tactics right now Okay, number one, Steve, in your basement right now or in your garage, do you have one of those uh, Home Depot style work lights with the, you know, the long thin xenon bulb? I do. Did you know that xenon, I don't, even, I don't think those are actually xenon bulbs. They look like xenon bulbs, but they're, uh, I don't think they're actually xenon bulbs, but those long thin bulbs that usually range between 200 to 500 watts. Did you know? That is the exact same bulb that they use in high-end video lighting. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to hear this because you can take one of those work lights that you get at Home Depot or Walmart. You can pick them up for 20 bucks, and each light bulb is probably $2 if you need to replace them. If you buy, and there's a company called Lowell, L-O-W-E-L, maybe two L's at the end, I can't remember. They create these really nice video lights that use those exact bulbs, but they charge $300 for one light. Crazy. You can go to Home Depot, pick up one of those lights. Usually you can get, you know, you can even get uh, a, a pack that has two of them on a stand, you know, with a tripod stand for about $30, $40, Versus buying two of those uh, specifically video lights in a place like B&H and spending hundreds of dollars. And they use the exact same light bulb. Now, there is one caveat to this. When you buy these types of lights, you do need to diffuse the light a little bit. If you were to shoot that light directly onto your subject, it's going to be very harsh, create very dark shadows. It's going to be very bright and, and just kind of this real menacing, crushing light. So Lowell, when you buy one of these expensive lights with Lowell, they use umbrellas. And literally, they're an umbrella like you would take outside, but they're white and they're reflective. And you use that to diffuse the light out. Well, the great thing is you pick out one of these lamps from Walmart or Home Depot for $30 or $40. And what you can do with that, because they are very powerful, is you can shoot them up at the ceiling and use your white ceiling as a way to bounce light down onto your subject. And usually, if you're buying lights like that, you're probably in a very small studio, which means that you don't need a ton of light to be able to get on the subject because you're going to be fairly close to them. So if you shoot that light up onto the ceiling, it's going to bounce onto them. It's going to give you a nice, even light. The other thing you can do is you can go back to B&H, and for literally just a couple of dollars, you can purchase something called Tough Spun. And what Tough Spun is, is a... Uh, they're sheets of this cottony looking paper and what they're used for is to diffuse light and they come in little sheets of paper, you know, probably like 
a foot and a half by a foot and a half. And all you have to do is attach them to that light, hang it over the front, and now you've got your nice soft diffused light. So instead of spending $500, you've now got multiple lights that you spent $30 plus $2 in tough spun on. And you can get a very good lighting kit that way. Now, here's the next ninja tip, which I started doing recently myself because it works very well. Remember I told you at the beginning that I purchased a fairly uh, low budget, even though it was about three or $400 at the time, um, a fairly low budget lighting kit years ago. Mm-hmm. And this lighting kit uses regular sockets. So it's a you know regular uh, twist-in socket like you would use in any light bulb in your house. But it uses the large light bulbs. Well, those large light bulbs are harsh. You have to use the reflectors. They're hard to get the light bulbs themselves. So what I did was I started off by going to Home Depot. And if you're, if you're on the Hangout, you'll be able to see this. I'm going to hold it up here. I found this. Now, if you, Steve's laughing because what this is is, you know those fluorescent bulbs that you get these days? It's as big as your head. It is as big as my head. It's a, you know, the, the curly Q light bulbs that you get at, at the store that you use in your regular light sockets? It's like that, but, you know, 10 times bigger. Literally, like physically 10 times bigger than that and a lot more powerful. Well, you can buy one of these. You can get these at Home Depot. Uh, for probably, I, I think they sell them for about $15, $20, somewhere around there each. Be very careful. They're very, very fragile. They break very easily. Um, but you can get these, and they produce a very soft light. Now, much like the overhead fluorescence that we talked about, you know, they, they're not the best light in the world. However, you can purchase, and, and actually what this one is here, this is not the one that you get at Home Depot or Lowe's. This one here is one that I specially ordered. And it's actually, maybe you can see it on there, it says photography right on it. So and, what it is, is it's a photography. What, what are they called? Is there a trade name to them? Did you? But did I blink just, and not hear that? Or I just call them the curly Q bulbs. I don't okay. know what to call them. I, you know, they're the, 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 uh, the self-contained fluorescent bulbs that you would normally, you know, when you go to the store these days, you go to Walmart to buy a pack of 10 bulbs. They come with those, you know, nowadays they're those curly Q uh uh, fluorescent bulbs. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what this is, just 10 times bigger. And this one here, I actually purchased on B&H. And again, I think I think I got these for, you know, 20 bucks a piece. But they're, they're specially designed fluorescent bulbs. Again, 10 times bigger. 130 than, volt, 130 volt, did I see on that? Uh, you know what? I'm not even sure. It's, it's the equivalent of a 500 watt bulb. Okay, okay. And um, they use no power. They don't get hot. And these particular ones, because they're built for photography, they put out a day. These are actually daylight balanced. And I did that on purpose. And and the reason I did that is because over here to my left, I've got a giant window in my office. Well, if I want to have a lot of light in the room, what happens is you'll get daylight, which is very blue. If you ever, if you've ever, if you've ever taken a, a, you know, a camera and you've moved outside with it, one of those auto-adjusting cameras, for a few seconds you'll notice when you go outside everything looks blue and then it goes back to normal and auto-corrects. Well, that's because sunlight is actually very blue. Mm-hmm. Inside light, typical incandescent screw-in light bulbs are very orange. Mm-hmm. And so if you, were, if you were to open up the blinds here and have sunlight come in and use typical indoor lighting – 
you're going to get mixed light. You're going to get orange light from your bulbs and blue light from the outside, and it just causes havoc. So what I did was I bought these photography bulbs here that plug into my old set of, uh, of, of lights, and really it'll plug into any socket. It's just a standard socket, so you can, you can plug it into anything. You can even buy um, at Home Depot, you can buy these little light bulb things and mount them onto something, so you can actually attach them to that. Uh, very inexpensive to do that. But what happens is this allows me to use the sunlight that comes in and use these bulbs that as daylight balanced light. So oh. all the same. Now, in addition to that, in, in this particular office, I've got four ceiling lights. They're, they're just, uh, you know, the, uh, the recessed lighting. And so what I did was I actually ordered daylight balanced recessed lighting like this, the curly Q, C, you know, CFV bulbs or whatever they call them, the uh, condensed fluorescent bulbs. So I bought some of those that are daylight balanced and I put those in up here, high powered ones. So now when I turn on the regular lights in the room, it's already daylight balanced. We got the daylight coming in through the window and we've got our light kit, which uses these giant daylight balanced bulbs. Now altogether, we're talking about a couple of these at 20 bucks a piece. The four regular bulbs up there, they're slightly bigger and more powerful, but they probably cost about $2 a piece. And so for essentially, you know, 50 bucks, we've got great lighting in here that we can do all sorts of cool stuff with. Yeah. Now, again, I do have a lighting kit that I bought years ago that was about $300 or so. But, you, you know, if you're going ninja, you really don't need that. Um, you can use anything that'll plug a regular light bulb in. If you get one of these, you can you can create your own little lighting kit with that. And like I said, at Home Depot, they have these uh, these clip lights, and they're literally just a light socket, and they've got a plug coming out the back. You plug into a wall, and they've got a giant clip on them, so you can clip them onto things. So you could clip them onto a you know onto a a, a door molding, or you can clip them onto you know a bar or whatever's around, you can just clip it to them. And now you've got this nice light that, that you're, uh, you're putting out there. And of course, the cool thing is if you want to go this route with these inexpensive bulbs, you can buy a really cheap lighting kit and just replace the light bulbs with these. And now you're going to get a nice flat lighting that's going to look really good. It's going to be very nice. You can adjust your camera based off of that. And it's just going to work out really well. And you can get one of those for probably $100 to $150. You'll just get a couple of light stands and you just plug your, your bulb into it and you're good to go. So it's a very good ninja way of doing that. So again, going back, the two ninja ways, you can go to Home Depot, you can get work lights and you can use those bulbs. Just make sure you diffuse them. Or you can get regular uh, light sockets and buy some of these gigantic CFV bulbs and use those. And uh, you'll be able to get some great lighting with that. And, of course, if you want to buy good lighting, you can go to B&H. Head on there. Check it out. They've got a lot. Amazon also has a lot of good lighting kits. But you can get them for, you know, I'm looking at the, the site right now. Some of the LEDs, uh, they've got a, um, a dual kit here. Wow, this is actually, I might buy this right now. now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> a dual 105-watt LED lights. Now, don't be scared by 105 um watts because when you're talking about leds and you're talking about fluorescence it's not the same as incandescent bulbs um 105 watts 
is is nothing on an incandescent bulb. That's pretty weak. But when you're talking about fluorescence, that's the equivalent of a much bigger bulb. So you can actually get those. They've got um, they've got a uh, on sale right now for $179, and that comes with the it's dimmable. It's got the daylight balance. It's uh, it's got adapters for for battery power as well as regular lighting. So you can get these for pretty cheap. You know, uh, the one thing about LEDs, and you do have to be careful with this, is when you're looking at them, sometimes it's tough to tell how big they are. And you get them, and they're a lot smaller, and they're not going to put out as much light as you think. So you do have to be careful with that a little bit, you know. And that's one of the things I'd, I'd want to find out about this is $179. You know, am I going to need to buy three of them in order to <laughs> light the room? Good so point. Yeah. That's one thing you do have to pay attention to. But yeah, you can get them pretty inexpensively now. And again, if you want to go with the fluorescence, the fluorescence are, uh, are a great way to go as well. Uh, I see one here. You know, they've got one. It Actually, this one's kind of cool. It's a light stand. So it comes with a stand, and it plugs four regular bulbs into it. Oh. You get four regular-sized uh, fluorescent bulbs, just like the ones I have in the ceiling here, yeah. and you plug four of them into that, and all four of them shoot at you. So you get so that's where they're getting their power from. And that's even cheaper because you're talking about $2 a light bulb, so you got $8 put into light bulbs plus, uh, you know, this one in this case it's a hundred dollars for the uh, the actual light. You can buy lighting kits. I see I see some really nice lighting kits here for three hundred bucks. So you can do really really well these days. You can get some great stuff for a fairly inexpensive price. So there you go. That's lighting. So now the question is, you've got your lights. How do you use these lights? And this is something that a lot of people don't really understand. And some of this will be curbed based on where you are. If you're in a, a, a in a tiny office and you're in the corner shooting, you're not going to have a lot of room to, to play around with lighting much. Anyway, you just have to make sure that you're lit up. But when it comes to lighting, you want to do what they call three-point lighting. And three-point lighting essentially comes down to a key light, a fill light, and a backlight. Now, there's a, there's a fourth in there sometimes that people use. They call it three-point lighting, and there's a fourth one, which, you know, it's kind of like the three musketeers having four, four musketeers in them. The, the other one is a background light. So typically what you'll have is you will have a key light, a fill light, a, a backlight, and a background light. And the way that works is your key light is typically going to be somewhat straightforward on on you um, slightly off to one side so you're gonna so if you were if you're if you're looking at the camera and the camera is at 12 o'clock your key light is probably going to be somewhere around one o'clock or two o'clock or conversely it could be 11 or 10 but it's going to be somewhere in that range there and it's going to be lighting most of your face but one side just a little bit more than the other okay your fill light this is one that's going to kind of fill in the rest of the area. So in your key light, you kind of want that to be a little bit more direct. You want it to be not a spotlight because a spotlight's going to be too harsh, but you want it to be a pretty direct light. Now, in our case, when we're talking about kind of these ninja lighting tricks, typically what you would do with this, is it just means you're going to have that one closer to you. So that one's going to be physically closer to you. The fill light can, can then be moved back, and it's going to put out a wider arc of light and that's going to fill in your other side. So literally one side of your face is going to be a little bit brighter than the other. 
and have a little bit of a bright edge to it. And then the other side is going to have just a kind of a fill-in light. Now, the third light that we talked about, and typically this would be a, a smaller bulb. So you don't need to have a giant bulb for this. It can be lower powered. And what you want to have is a light that actually shoots the kind of the top of your head and your shoulders. And this can be oftentimes, again, if we go back to our clock analogy, if we're, we're looking at the clock and we've got our key light at 1 or 2 o'clock, we may have our fill light at about 10 o'clock and farther back. Well, the backlight is probably going to be at about 5 o'clock. Okay, so literally pointed right at your back and up. So it's going to be pointing down more, hitting the top of your head and your shoulders and just giving a nice edge. And the, what that's for is that helps you to separate from your background so that it doesn't look as flat. It just If you watch a really good interview, you'll see this. You'll see that they're well lit, but you'll see like a highlight on their shoulders and their heads. And it just helps to separate yourself from the background so that you're not kind of flattened in there because, you know, even though we are 3D, television or videos typically are not. And so therefore you use this to kind of create that depth, to create that separation. The fourth light, that's going to be your background light. That's literally going to be a light that's pointed at your background. Um, if you're doing green screening, you want to have really good background lights. You want to make sure that your green screen is very well lit and very evenly lit. Hard to do. It's it's not an easy thing to do. It takes a lot of a lot of practice. Fortunately, software these days is very good at helping you even when it's not done well. But you want to try and, and do it as best you can. You're going to get your best results. And by doing the three-point lighting and the background light, you're going to be able to do that with green screen very well. But even if you're not using green screen, if you're just using a typical background, you can do the same thing. You just put your light onto that background, whether it's a backdrop or maybe you've got, you know, maybe you're in a room that has furniture behind you. So you just splash some light onto the furniture. So that's a great way to do that. Now, uh, another ninja trick that I want to tell you about that actually can do some really cool lighting effects is let's say you're standing against, uh, you know, in, in here, I'm, I'm going to go against the wall. You know, I'm going to stand probably three or four feet away from the wall um, and we're going to shoot. And in, the, in this room, I probably wouldn't do it. These walls are a little bit too dark maybe. But, in you know, if you've got a nice background, if you've got photography backdrops, you know, the kind that you'd pull down the, the big – <clears throat> excuse me, the big cloth ones that you put up, you'd stand a few feet away from those. You put your background light and go and get yourself a fake plant, a fake tree or some sort of fake bush. And what you want to do is put that light pointing towards the background and then put that plant in front of the light. And what you're going to get is this really cool kind of, um, you know, spotty looking background. So even if you've got a flat wall, you know, maybe it's just a gray wall, a white wall, you've now got this really cool pattern on the wall with lights and, and shadows and things like that. And it makes for a really good image. It, it just really creates a, a great little background. Don't do this on a green screen. This is only for if you're, if you're doing a, 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 a real background. If you're doing a, a green screen, you definitely don't want to do this. But if you want to do some cool lighting, you can definitely use that tip there to do that. Uh, another cool thing you can do is to get colored gels for the background light. 
So if you've got, let's say you've got a, a gray wall, you can get a colored gel that's maybe red and it'll just give this splash of red color over the gray or, you know, maybe it's green or whatever it happens to be. And it just gives you a really cool little, you know, color contrast on that background for you. You can make some pretty cool stuff. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for lighting. Um, very easy way to improve your videos is to get good lighting. And whether it's fluorescent bulbs or LED bulbs or even incandescent bulbs, any light that you can add to your videos is going to improve the video. So you definitely want to do this. Um, there's a lot of great options. You know, even if, even if your only option is to grab some living room lamps, pull the shades off, and, and have somebody hold them up in front of you, whatever you can do, you got to do good lighting. Shoot outside, you know, yeah. um, and that's probably something that should be mentioned as well. Shoot outside to get some great lighting. Now, you, you want to be careful with this because on certain types of days, if it's a very bright, sunny day, you're going to get lots of shadows. You're going to get raccoon eyes and all that other stuff. But if you can go out um, on a cloudy day, you're yeah. going to get a great image. It's going to just like that tough spun that we talked about. The clouds do the same thing to sunlight. It's going to make it nice and soft. Um, if you if you shoot early in the morning or late in the evening, you can get some really nice color. You, you know, the sun is in a different position, so you get lighting directly on you. Uh, noon being the worst time because it's pointed straight down at your head, you know, and, and that'll give you a lot of those those shadows. But if you can do it early in the morning, late in the afternoon, you can get some great image there. Try to face towards the sun as best you can. I know that's hard because people start squinting, but if you can do that without squinting, that's going to give you your best image outdoors. And it's just an easy way. You might as well use it. There's no light you can buy that's more powerful than the sun. You know, no matter how hard you try, the sun is going to beat you. So you might as well put it to your advantage. If you can shoot outside, go ahead and do that. Now, obviously, there's other factors that go into that. Wind can cause problems with audio, things like that. But if you can shoot outside and you can get good sound, it's a great way to do that without having to worry too much about your lighting because you'll always have enough if you're outside during the day. During the day, yeah. During the day. It's different at night. It's different at night. Yes. I, in fact, I heard a weather forecast. It said uh, tonight was going to be dark. So that was uh, that was a uh, George Carlin routine. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Well, actually, it was George Carlin first. It was Al Class, your hippy dippy weatherman, with the hippy dippy weatherman. Oh, see, yeah. I, I heard it from Robin Williams. Yeah, no, George Carlin, nineteen sixty-three. Jeez. Yeah. They both did. I know. Jeez, <laughs> what's the world coming to? I don't know. It's less comedy, I guess. Yeah, Richard I guess Pryor so. and then them. <laughs> Richard Pryor's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper on the Earn.show radio network. Yes, the Earn.show radio network. Can't forget that. That's right. Today's show made possible by? Made possible by freevideoeditor.co. If you want to shoot video and then edit it, well, you need an editor, and freevideoeditor.co has one for you that is super powerful and yet completely free. So you can check it out right now by heading on over to freevideoeditor.co. We even have a few nice little gifts that go along with it to help you to start editing, including some training. So check it out, freevideoeditor.co. And let's wrap it up with a jingle. Let's do it. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at, even in 
he's a little fast He's filled with video expertise And has so much knowledge that you need His YouTube Ninja Tricks Can make your marketing so sick He's Ray the Video Guy Yeah, Ray the Video Guy